Hey there, and welcome back to the second season of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. We have some amazing interviews for you this spring. First of all, we talk about how to align with the seasons of the moon. We also touch in on maternal mental health and finding your purpose and passion inside and outside of motherhood. Remember to subscribe and send the podcast to your friend who might benefit from it. We all could use a little more empowerment these days. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Welcome to season three of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I am so excited to share some oldies but goodies with you today. So you will be hearing from the Awakened Mother Show, which is a summit I did during COVID. As you listen, I want you to really notice how far you've come since then, where you find yourself now, and also how you can use what you learned during that time and in this podcast in the future. Enjoy. Hey there and welcome back. I am really looking forward to our conversation today with Shauna Lay about communication. So welcome back to the show. Welcome, Shauna. Thank you for being here. Hmm, Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, Shauna and I have known each other for a long time. We uh, took the same life coach program uh, lifetimes ago. And so this is really um, an important piece of the work that we both do is talking about how do we communicate? How do we share what's on the inside and bring it to the outside? So before we dive into that conversation, Shauna, would you introduce ourself, yourself to our listeners? And also the question I ask all my guests is what does empowerment mean to you? So both of those things. Mm, great. Okay. So again, my name is Shauna Lay. Um, yes, we've known each other for a while now, and I love that we live close to one another um, so that we can actually see each other in person, which we have a plan to do soon. Um, I am a life coach and a teacher of yoga, and I specifically specify my work is in spiritual connection motherhood, conscious relationship and family healing. And really, I'm in service to deep and healthy relationships as much as possible. So communication is a huge part of my work. And I really look at communication as healthy relating, how can we relate to each other in the most healthy way? Um, Empowerment? Oh, this is such a good question. And when I think about empowerment at this moment in time, what I'm really uh, in witness of within myself that comes up is the ability to 
listen to ourselves and listen to ourselves in a way where we really act from that place of knowing within ourselves. So that feels like a very powerful place to be. And I think a lot of times in our world, not even a lot of times, but all the time we're being thrown around and maybe I should do it this way. Maybe I should do it that way. Maybe I should mother like this person. Maybe I should be in relationship like this. And so kind of the outside world informs us so much and is in our face so much that we don't tend to drop in and really deeply listen to ourselves and what we really want and then speak from that place. It's a hard thing to do. And it's so important. And that's really what's coming up for me as I think about empowerment. Yeah. So in that vein, for our listeners, before we, Shauna and I, begin to talk about communication, I want to invite us all to just take a breath. And I want to put my hand on my heart and really let that inner voice rise to the surface and communicate with the self first because that's really what I hear Shauna you saying is how can we listen and communicate with the self before we receive listening and then offer listening to others or communicate with others yeah so thank you for promising that. I agree wholeheartedly. that. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's sort of like when you asked me that question, instead of going into my head and being like, well, I need to answer it this way, or it needs to look like this, or am I saying the right thing? Instead, what I did was just closed my eyes and felt what's what's the thing that comes up for me in this moment because if i was asked if you were asked me that question a week from now a month from now a year from now i probably have a different answer and that, that it's not wrong it's all true i'm sure you asked that question to all of your um yes. guests mm-hmm. and each of them has a different answer which then makes the whole which is all really beautiful and so it's kind of i was just in the practice of what i was saying when i answered the question Yeah, which is so, so meta. I love that. I love that also about you. You are such an example of what you um, preach. You know, you really practice what you preach. Um, A relationship that I've been cultivating and communicating with is my inner sister. So I've really tapped into this part of me that is my chosen inner sister. So I choose to have women in my life like you who see me and love me, not only despite my mess, but like because of it. And I'm learning to cultivate that same relationship with my inner sister because I've got some mean voices. Um, And I have been touched by the sister wound and I often feel like I'm not enough and all all the things, you know, that I hear from at the outside are coming up from the inside too. And so I'm learning to really pause like we did a couple seconds ago and tune into her, the her mm. from the inside. And so can we just begin our conversation 
um, maybe from a yogic perspe- perspective or otherwise, how do we do that? Like, how do we tune into ourselves? Do you have any strategies and techniques for doing that before we talk about communicating with others? Yeah, so... The biggest thing that I do is what we just talked about, which is lots of times I'll close my eyes and, and I will just feel the body. Um, what one thing is, is what is the body actually saying to me? And because my mind can do all kinds of things, but like what's more true is what the body is feeling, the emotion of the body rather than the thought. So I will often stop and just simply check in with my body and notice the emotion or the feeling. Like as I'm listening to you talk about the sister and 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 the and and your sisterhood, um, I, it feels like I got chills and I felt like so happy in my body. Like it felt really really good to hear that. And so I think that's the thing is like really really listening with the body. And then, um, and then just allowing whatever comes up to be what's true in the moment, which we sort of already talked about. Because we can question ourselves. And when we question ourselves, there's not a lot of confidence in who we are. It's better to speak through that whatever comes up, and then to be able to discern what is that true for me? Or is that not true for me rather than rather than like getting in our heads about whether it's true or not. It's like, just speak it and then you will see. And then there's a lot of confidence that comes from just allowing yourself to be yourself as you are in this moment and speak from that place. And then the other thing that I will say is I just did this practice this morning that's coming up for me right now that I want to share because it feels like it will be really helpful for um, your listeners. And this is a practice that I actually read on Facebook um, by Taylor Lee, who's like a sales marketing expert. Maybe you know her or some of your listen- listeners might know her if they're in the entrepreneur world. But anyways, what she said was to journal, like ask the question, what's up? Like, what's up for you? And then just journal out all the things, especially when maybe you're not feeling really great. This is a good one to do when you're having a lot of challenge or something's going on inside of you that's making you feel the body doesn't feel good. And write it all out. And then on the next page, write reframe and reframe those thoughts into like what's actually true. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for the first time this morning and it was so incredibly helpful to shift my mindset. And it's not to take, I never really feel like we need to be in a completely positive mindset all the time. I don't believe that. And I don't think that's actually true. But to see the the thoughts that are happening, the negative thoughts, and then to see what what's actually true for me was a really good practice. Yeah. And I imagine that that practice when done over and over and over again, starts to create those neuro neuro pathways so that when we do communicate with others, we do so from a place of reality. Like this is reality. This is not my 
um, what I am creating, a story or a, a, what I call a mind story. This is actually what is happening. Um, and that's sometimes tricky when two people share two different realities or two different experiences of the same reality. So how can you, how can we talk about things when two people are having these different experiences of one reality? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, the thing is, is most of the time we're having different experiences of the same reality because we're coming from our own perception, our own patterns, our own mind stories, as you talk about our our, you know, the patterns that live in our armor, all the things that we created over our lifetime thus far. And so it first just understanding that your perspective is not the right perspective and is not the whole perspective. And that the other person's perspective is not the right perspective or the whole perspective, that they're just a perspective. It's not right or wrong, good or bad. It's just what's being seen in the moment and not getting caught up in wanting in needing and wanting to be right. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, But to really see and listen and try to understand the other person's perspective is the most important thing that you can do. And sometimes people are like, but I can't understand that perspective. I just can't. Like it's so out there or so different than mine that I can't. And that's okay. Like you don't, you know, the, the point is to try to understand it, not to, not to actually need to or have to understand it, but to have respect and honor for it because we don't know we know so little about people and we don't know their stories and where they come from and their childhood experiences and, you know, all the experience of their life. So there's just an honoring of the human in general. I think that's really, really important. And so when you're, when you sit down to have those conversations, like be the good listener and really listen to try to understand, that would be the first thing that I would say. Yeah. Okay. So I'm loving this so much because we often think of communication as talking. And, but there, there's two sides of communication, right? There's the listening side too. And so much of what we read about in books and here on podcasts is how to communicate what you want to the other person. And so there's all of these, a multitude of ways to do the listening too, and ways of listening. And so like, just like there are ways to listen to our own body, like we can tap into how someone is communicating by watching how they are in their body. Like do their cheeks flush when they say something. I'm thinking about, you know, my children. Um, I, my daughter who is 12 just had a a tween age, complete meltdown and tantrum this morning um, um, outside of our front door where the, you know, just screaming, screaming, screaming. And I went to complete embarrassment, like, oh my gosh, these what are these neighbors going to think? But then because of the work that I, my inner work, I was able to listen, not to her screaming, because I literally had to plug my ears, but to this human is having a very human experience. 
And can I listen to her experience from a place of understand, desire to understand? Even I had, I, I honestly had no clue. I still have no clue what she was screaming about, but I am, so I am really committed to knowing that she is real. Like her feelings are real. She's not a bad person. She was communicating in the best way she knew how. Um, but I really had to come from a nervous system that was regulated. And luckily I was able to, and I'm not always able to. So I think that's just an example of like how we listen is also how we communicate. Yeah. You know, I love this example because it really brings up like the anger, you know, it really brings up as a parent, when our child's angry, we try as best as we can to listen and understand and regulate our own nervous system. And that doesn't always happen. There are times when your nervous system gets activated and then you're angry and then you're both angry and then you're you're mad at each other or whatever. Or you're like, you're da, 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 da. You know, then, then it becomes maybe an argument. And the same thing happens in partnership. You know, we get into arguments with people. And I think there's a part of us that doesn't want to argue and doesn't want to be in the anger because it's so uncomfortable. And yet... I find some of my best learning and best breakthroughs in argument, in argument with my husband, in argument with my kids, as long as you come back together and you talk about it. If you don't do that, then then there's no point in the argument and too bad you didn't take that opportunity. And a lot of times people do go into avoidance after argument because they don't want to talk about it anymore. They're afraid they're going to get an argument again. But if you really think about it and you come back together, there's a lot of healing that happens for both of you in that because there's something in the argument. There's something that is having you feel uh, um, that anger. And, and a lot of times, a lot of truth comes out in arguments. And, and so it's like really kind of going in and searching for that and figuring out like what is actually true in here and then apologizing for the pieces that actually aren't true or the pieces that maybe hurt the other person. I think it's really important to take responsibility for that and say like, Hey, I said this thing and it's not actually true. I was saying it out of anger or um, I'm, or it is true. And also I'm sorry that that hurts you. Like, I'm sorry that that, because it's, it has impact and we need to apologize to other people in our lives that we love, that we've made impact in, in any, any case, we need to apologize for impact. It's, it's really important. Even if our intention was not that, but it hurt the other person, it's important to, to speak to the impact of it. So, and I can hear in your share that you guys weren't arguing, mm -hmm. you know, and she was having a moment and it could have turned into that because you could have gotten like, stop, don't. And she could have been like, bah, 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 and then all of a sudden it's some kind of an argument. Yeah. Oh, and then also about the apology piece. Something I love to add to an apology that I find um, so impactful is a commitment to 
not repeat the behavior that hurt the person and um, honoring that we are not perfect, but I am committed to not hurting you again um, is feels like an important part of the repair process. And then I want to ask you about the flip side of that, of the repair for someone who has been in an argument, who feels like they are the victim and is mm. waiting for a repair made by the mm. other person and the repair mm. is not coming. And then speaking of anger, then the anger begins to fester. How do we be in communication with someone who may not have the same skill set that we have around these tools of repair and listening? Yeah, that's such a great question. And it's it's tricky. Um, sometimes it means that we we we're not going to be in relationship with that person anymore because it's not a reciprocal relationship. If we have that possibility with children, we don't because there are children. But in any other case, we do have an option that we can, you know, end that relationship if it's not reciprocal in the way that is is needed. Um, and also, if we can be the example of it because we know it. Even if it's like, like for my children, I mean, I have apologized to them so many times when I'm like, it's really not me. This is really you. But I find something to apologize for Mm -hmm. so that I can teach them how to apologize because I am going to be the best representation for them to learn. And so even if I don't think that I did anything wrong, I will find something. Um, And that has proven to be really impactful for my children because they can apologize very easily now. When they were younger, it wasn't so much that way. But now they have, especially my little one, because he has a lot of emotion and he has big emotion and he can get really angry and really mad real fast. And it's activated me many times. And he, I remember he used to say to me, like, you have, I'd say, you need to apologize. He said, you need to apologize. You need to apologize. And I, and I inside was like, but I did, I would say, well, I'm really sorry that I raised my voice or I'm really sorry that I said this thing or whatever, you know, whatever came up inside of me that felt like, okay, I can maybe apologize for this little bit, even though you're the one that started it, you know, kind of feeling. Um, And then he would say, well, I'm sorry too. And then I would say, well, what are you sorry about? And he would say, I'm sorry for, you know, getting mad at you or yelling at you or whatever he would apologize for throwing a ball or, you know, whatever it was. Um, And so I feel like that is, and so I think the same thing is true in adult relationships. Mm -hmm. I think that we can show people how to do it because they didn't learn. No, maybe their parents never apologized to them. Maybe they never, parents never taught them how to apologize. So they're coming from that place. And so we can be the same example of that. And the more that you're an example of how you want people to communicate to you, the more that will be reflected back to you. And the people that don't do it will fall away in one way or another. They really will. Mm-hmm. If someone is maybe thinking, oh gosh, I'm the one who doesn't have the skill, 
what are some ways that they can learn um, how to like get these communication skills? Yeah. So, I mean, okay, we have to practice. <laughs> so let's just start there. And it, it will be, it can be, and will be probably really uncomfortable at first, but um, the best way to learn to listen is to practice listening without saying anything. So when someone comes to you and they're talking, um, don't say anything, just completely listen until they're fully done with what they're saying until there's actually a pause and like a moment of quiet. And that can be uncomfortable because people want to fill the space with stuff. That's a good way to practice listening and to be really present as you're listening. The other way to practice listening skills is to reflect back what you heard another person say. So when someone's sharing to reflect back what you heard, another practice is to ask questions. And asking questions gets more complicated because it can, it's a harder uh, practice, but really beneficial for um, learning to listen. So as you're listening to someone, forming a question is a good way for you to practice your listening. And then you ask the question and someone responds. So they feel seen and heard and you practice your listening skills. And then there's more. And these are the, these are the these are the tools that I use in my courses, my communication courses, and we practice them on a weekly basis. So there's a continual practice that we go through. Um, and uh, like even in the I'm I'm so, oh another one that we do that's really really important is asking for support, which is a really difficult thing to do. So the the your partners we always work in partners whether it's in sisterhood and we're working with women or whether it's your actual partner your your the person that you're with and spend your life with um we will say we do a practice where it's how can i support you and then the other person has to come in and ask for support and it really teaches you what you need and it really helps to the other person to understand what you need because often we walk around thinking like they must know what I need. They must, they can, they should be able to read that, you know? And it's like, no, actually you need to communicate it in order to be understood because we all have different needs in different ways. Like my husband really loves to be touched and hugged and hold hands and kissed. And I, I love that too, but I more want service. Like I want him to do things for me and he doesn't care about that for me. Like for him, for me to do things for him is not really that big of a deal. But for and he's fine with it too. But it's not the thing that he really needs. It's not the support that he really needs. And so it's like understanding that about each other is really helpful. Um, that's just some ways that I that I have. There's many, but I won't tell. I won't tell them all. Yeah, you can't <laughs> tell us them all. But tell us when your course is opening up next for those of us who want to deepen in with you. Yeah, so I'm next. My next communication course is Sacred Communication for Partners. So this is for you and your partner. And it's, it's, it's male, male, female, female, male, female. It doesn't really matter like what you are or what you, you know, it, that, that, that doesn't matter just as long as you're doing it with your partner, a person in which you are spending your life with at this time. Um, 
And that will open up for sale at the beginning of August. And we start on August 21st. So it's coming up pretty soon. So, and we will have a link for that in the show notes below. Yeah. 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 I'm so grateful for your offering, Shauna, because we need this as we, as we move through um, this challenging time for a lot of us, this is, this has been a challenging last couple of years. Um, We don't learn these skills in school. There's no, there is no class that we take. Um, Even if you're getting a communication degree, we often don't learn these skills. So um, I'm really grateful for the work that you do in the world. Um, Before we close, I want to ask if there's any other little dangles that you want to say and have our listeners really receive. Yeah, there's one other thing that's coming up because we didn't talk as much about it and you did sort of put a little bit of like, oh, we're talking about listening. Um, And that is the sharing piece, sharing and communicating from your heart and what's true for you. And that is the other side of communication. And that is sometimes really hard for us. And in like sacred communication for partners, I ask, we have a practice that we do every single week where we're practicing the communication skills, but we're also answering really deep questions. And these aren't questions that you are generally talking to about your partner on a regular basis. And so there is that sharing piece and that vulnerability of really being able to share and then having your partner simply listen to you without interruption. And it's formed in a way that allows for that. And that is incredibly helpful. And the other thing that I want to say is that you know, some of us are really good listeners and some of us are really good talkers. And what the communication practice does in the way that I teach it is helps us to balance that within our own system. Like I'm a talker, my husband's a listener. And so I talk, 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 talk all the time. And he just sits there and listens and I'll be like, what do you think? And he's just like, I don't know what I think because you've just talked for an hour, you know? And so... We have really in because I also do the partner with with my husband every single time I teach the course. And so we've done it many times now. And it's really helped us to him to really be able to express himself more because I have to be quiet and me to be quiet and listen. Mm. Oh my gosh, so amazing. I just I have tingles all over my body. How just delicious that practice must be. And maybe hard, you know? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Well, Mm -hmm. I want to ask you the question I ask all my guests, which is what is a next empowering action you'd like to invite our listeners to take? Ooh, okay. Hmm. I would love to ask your listeners for this next week, after you listen to this, I want you to really practice listening without saying anything and listening to try to understand whatever the person that's talking is saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking that in. I will definitely be 
taking you up on that invitation. And I would also like to invite our listeners to let you know any ahas that have come up either from this practice or from listening to this interview. So where can they find you to share their ahas with you? Mm, Okay, you can find me on Facebook. I spend a little less time on Facebook than I do on Instagram. Instagram is my favorite uh, social media platform. So definitely there. And you can all direct message me. Um, It's Shauna, Shauna N. Lay is my handle for um, Instagram. And then uh, you can always email me. I, I totally do email. I am still an email person. So you could always email me and that's Shauna, S-H-A-U-N-A at value.net. Really old, funny platform, email platform, but it's like, it's a good value. Um, and then you can also find me at shaunalay.com. Although if you're sharing something with me, that's not the best place. You can find out all the information about me there. But if you want to share with me, it would be better to Instagram me or email me. Awesome. Thank you, Shauna, so much. It was so lovely to see you and be with you. And also, I can't wait for our next play date. Yay. Thank you. Until then, take care. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day, I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. And psst, I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com.